0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: All show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy.
2: Now, of course, this is the exact opposite. These are the guys that we think that we have ranked well higher than our ADP. think you should be taking the shot on. Excite us. They moved the needle on us. Scott, who do you have?
1: All right. This guy's not necessarily a sleeper, but I see him going in the seventh round, and I love to get him there, and that's J.K. Dobbins. I think a lot of people are down on J.K. Dobbins because of the injury history, uh, some concerns about a split backfield, but Dobbins really surged towards the late end of the regular season and the playoffs last season. And we've had the holdout. We've had injuries, et cetera. And it's really dinged his value. I don't look at that. I, I have Dobbins ahead of ETN at my rankings because I believe when he gets on the field, that this could be a breakout year for Dobbins. I think he's going to emerge as a clear running back in an RPO offense and He's a tremendous value in the seventh round where I see him going often. Scott,
2: can I just say we both have Dobbins ahead of Travis Etienne. I have Dobbins at 15 and Etienne at 18. I'm 100% there with you.
1: Thank you. Uh, Also, you can always check out my work at Seahawks.com, Fantasy Insider, Zach Charbonnet. I love Kenneth Walker. He he can score from anywhere on the field, but I do get concerned about his durability. And even when he's in there, Charbonnet – now, Walker is explosive, but Charbonnet is the perfect complement to him because he's a banger who can catch passes, who get goal line chances, etc. And if Walker misses any time, he's got some high-end fantasy running back to potential. Also, Damian Harris. I did a mock draft on Sportsline.com tonight, and I got Damian Harris in the 13th round. All the hype about James Cook is driving Damian Harris totally off of draft boards. And the reason why they got him is with Zach Moss, Singletary, they never had an inside banger to finish off drives. Damian Harris is going to play a factor in that Buffalo backfield. I think as an RB4, you have to take your shot on him. And then Jamal Williams, too, because, you know, Alvin Kamara is going to miss some time. And I think that's going to be a timeshare. And William Williams was so many did touchdown-wise. I think New Orleans saw that. And he's going to be a finisher for that for for improved offense. You know, when I get into my RB four tiers, I like targeting Charbonnet, Williams, and Harris.
2: Hey, I love the Harris pick, by the way. Now, he, he's somebody I'm higher than an ADP, uh, but I don't have him enough to make this list necessarily. But I'd love to get your take on this. Damian Harris being a goal line back, the role that he could potentially have, to your point, not having that guy before in the past, is he going to take away some of those
1: rushing touchdowns from Josh? I don't think they're both just going to eat. I think he's going to take some... You know, Allen's never really played with a goal line back like this. The, the last good... I, I could be wrong, but the last strong goal line back that I, 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 well, actually, I'm, I'm thinking of a different team. Sorry, but I can't remember the last strong goal line back for the Buffalo Bills. You know, I, I'd have to, I'd have to jog my memory. I don't, I don't think that Josh Allen has actually played with one.
2: No, he, he has not. No, no, with that you had Devin Singletary. I think they were hoping maybe Zach Moss could be that guy. He just, that's not really what his style was. I agree with you. It's one of the reasons was why. It Fred,
1: I, was it Fred Jackson? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> somebody <laughs> I'm probably missing in somebody on the chat. He was a little hey, bit hey, Engel, you know, I'm a Bills fan, you know, Josh Allen so got that. there. Uh, yeah. But
2: but yeah, and it's one of the reasons why I have James Cook at 29 who i like, but I don't think he's going to get a lot of touchdown opportunities. He's going to rely on big plays. So I'm with you. I love the Damien Harris pick. I also have Zach Charbonnet. He did make my list to your point with Walker once again. He's dealing with a groin issue. Now, I know he's back in practice now, but this is two years in a row he's been dealing with a groin issue. That concerns me. And when you add in the fact that Zach Charbonnet is a three-down built back, this is a guy I'm not going to ignore. In fact, I even have him as my RB30. I'm nine spots ahead of the ADP right now because I do think there's a real chance he has flex opportunity in his own right because of the
1: role he could have there with Seattle. I'll give you something else, too. I remember going to Eagles Seahawks in the press box in the playoffs in 2020. The Seahawks had so many running back injuries that they were down to restarting Marshawn Lynch and Robert Turbin. Pete Carroll, ever since then, is like made double sure that he has a lot of good running back depth because we've already seen you know, his top two running backs get injured. If it gets down to it and he's back from an injury himself too, and say Walker andor, Especially Charbonnet misses time. Kenny McIntosh could be a a, a deep sleeper. He's a seventh round pick of the Seahawks and has the same similar skill set as Charbonnet. And they love him.
2: Seattle has a has a tendency to find a way to play all of their running backs, so I wouldn't doubt it at all. And I look I know they don't they're not gonna run the ball like Cleveland does, but I very much look at Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, just with the roles kind of reverse working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the Kareem Hunt role was ahead Good of the Nick Tubbs role, I and both those guys are really valuable, and I wouldn't be surprised. So he he also had made my list, so I just wanted to throw that in there. But I want to get to Chris's list here. Chris, what do you who's your sleepers?
0: Well, first, I, I, my comparison actually is Pollard and Zeke. I think that's kind of the, you see both those guys have roles as offense, and I think it's something that you can actually see going forward. Um, I look in general i think all rbs and i think all these zero rb people out there are incredible values this year for the most part there's value all over the board so i'm going to give you a couple of ones scott hit on a lot of the great ones to kind of look at um one of the ones in that middle rounds is javante williams i know javante williams came back a little earlier from his surgery people were kind of writing him off i thought getting ranking him accordingly well you know he's gonna miss the beginning of the season what's he gonna get to ease back into this offense he just played in preseason, guys. That means he's probably pretty okay to be out there in the field. He's going to play sooner than later. So Javante Williams seems an absolute steal. He's a guy people were talking about being an RB1 last year. We're okay if he took him in the first two rounds. This year, now you can get him in the seventh, eighth round. Javante Williams is a guy I want to get my hands on, particularly with a better offensive line and Sean Payton taking over there. It's going to be um, – I, I, I don't want to go against everybody here. Um, but I look at James Cook. I mean, I hear everybody's you know points. I love Damian Harris too. I, I, I'm a little concerned about Latavius Murray being mixed in there as well. Um, but with Cook, I think what you have pretty much is what you got in Devil Singletary last year, and that was RFB 24. So if we're going to look at the value of the board right now where he's falling in 30-31, you can get a guy who's RB24 who I think is much more talented than his military. I think most of expect that he can do something similar in his offense. Why can't he be RB24 as well? And then I'd look at, finally, Raheem Mostert. We talked about the me backfields and guys we don't like. Raheem Mostert is basically not being drafted right now, um, and this guy is a starting running back in the NFL. He's starting for an offense that's quite good. I agree with Scott's point about his offense being about speed. Raheem Mostert is the reason he's in the NFL is because of his speed. Um, I think this guy has still has you know gets hurt eventually at some point, but a guy RB forty five, I'm going to take my chance on Raheem Mostert. Good Scott.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Those, those are all good points. I think the thing with Cook, though, is I think some of the people getting excited on about Cook are projecting him to finish higher than RB24, which is why I was saying what I was saying.
2: I, I agree because right now yeah. the people are pushing him up the board, be like the RB 22. It yeah. just inside that RB two range. And I, that's where I, I draw a line, get on board because I don't see the consistency from week to week being there for him to necessarily be that guy, but it's not that we don't like James cook or what he could be in a, a great powered offense like that. So Chris, I, I don't mind the pick there. I just see a lot of pitfalls in that area. Uh, well, I talked about Charbonnet. Let me talk about my number one sleeper, which is, I kind of mentioned him a little bit. when We were talking about Jonathan Taylor, but. That's that's Roshan Johnson, baby. Like I I got this guy at RB 40. He's going as the RB 51 right now. And I just think he takes over by the season's end and I've said this comp before and I'm going to keep pounding it into the ground he reminds me of Alvin Kamara and funny enough he's kind of coming up in a similar-ish situation first of all a bigger back run about a four mid four fives good receiver good pass protector and as a result of that can carve out a role for himself early also entering a situation in which he was a th- uh, in a three-way committee entering the season remember Alvin Kamara was uh, Adrian Peterson I, I, th- if I remember correctly. I I think it was Pierre Thomas. I'm trying to remember who the other back was. I couldn't quite remember, but he also in the similar situation. And Adrian Peters got traded off, and now Kamara and all the rest was history. Now I don't think Roshan Johnson's is going to have the success of Kamara his first year. Remember, Justin Fields is not Drew Brees, and uh, Luke Getzey is not Sean Payton. But I do think he has a chance to take over this backfield. I like Khalil Herbert. I like his explosiveness. I think he's good. But I think Roshan Johnson being a guy who can actually play all three downs, who has good vision in his own right, who's not a small guy, so he's not relegated to a scatback back role. I look at Roshan as a guy that I really want to have a lot of come later on that draft. What do you think about that one, Scott?
1: I think anybody with a cool name like Roshan is somebody you got to <laughs> like. But, uh, you know, that's that, that's one of the coolest names in the NFL, I think. But you know, it's just with that committee, I, I've seen – Interesting thing I read about Roshan Johnson is he played quarterback originally, so that that makes him view the field in a different way and can make him work well with Justin Fields. It's like I, I'm just concerned about the committee, but when you when you're talking about a sleeper again, you you have to go aggressively after it and just say can't say I'm worried about this situation or that situation. I see this guy emerging. Well, that's the thing about sleeper running backs is that they can start off at committees, but the idea
2: is at some point during the season, they won't be necessarily a committee anymore. And that kind of leads into the point of my next guy, which is Kenneth Gainwell, who I have ranked at RB 46. Now I'm, I'm only a couple of spots ahead of the ECR, but ADP right now hasn't been RB 60 because guys are just not buying in, I guess, to the idea that Kenneth Gainwell truly is getting the most reps on first and second down. I know logically Logically, it doesn't make much sense, right? Smaller guy, more of a scatback type coming out of college. They do have Rashad Penny on the roster, and yet it's Kenneth Gainwell and DeAndre Swift, according to all reports, right now getting a majority of the work. They like Kanewell. Gainwell could perform big for them in a couple of pivotal games, playing the kind of backup Miles Sanders role. So he proved that he could play between the tackles when they call upon him to do so. Again, I'm not taking this guy to be on your September team, but as the guy who can emerge in a committee that could thin out by the end of the year, DeAndre Swift has injury problems in his own right. If Ken <laughs> Gainwell found himself in a situation where it was him behind that offensive line and everyone else is hurt, which I think could happen at some point this season. You're going to want him on your team, and I think he has flex value anyway because I think Rashad Penny, it kind of sounds like to me, he may not have the role that we thought he was going to have even if he's on the field. Chris, what do you think about this one?
0: Yeah, I think that you know you talked about the role. I think it's definitely a guy that you want to have on your roster. It's like the handcuff for handcuffs in a sense where you get a chance to be the RB in that backfield for the Eagles. We both agree that this offense line is one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. It's a good spot to be in. You have two backs that you're competing with who have injury histories. That's why they're on the Eagles, basically, because they got injured so many times in their older teams and they got to move on. So I think Kenneth Gainwell is definitely a guy that, you know, sitting there at the end of the draft that you can add to your roster that could be a game changer for you throughout the season.
1: And, you know, talking about names, a running back named Gainwell, does it get any better than that?
2: (laughs) Scott, do you have a list of like your favorite names and that's who you draft your fantasy board off of?
1: No, I I, I never draft. But it'd be interesting to do a draft just off the of names, right? It would be. I think that would be
2: interesting. That's that's fun entertainment right there. We should draw that up and put that on another show sometime. Scott, thank you so much for coming on, my man. This has been an absolute pleasure. I want you to thank tell you. everybody, not that everybody doesn't already know who you are, but, you know, make sure you plug yourself and tell them where to go.
1: Yeah, but I. It, outside of fantasy football, nobody knows who I am. I'm just just another crazy Seahawks fan from New York who suffers with the Mets and although that has always been bad in the Knicks. Uh, you know find me at thegameday.com, of course uh, and also my ranks at rotoballer.com with other content uh seahawks.com on the fantasy insider page and on Sirius XM fantasy sports radio uh, Sundays five to seven during the preseason and during the regular season, Saturdays five to seven, I, I just want to compliment you guys, you know, you, you do great stuff. Dan, you're fantastic. Thank you're, you. you're, you're, you're like, you like the ultimate pro host. It's like if Kenneth Gamewell should have been a running back, you were born to be a radio host. You're a really good, dude. <laughs> and Chris, your analysis is, is top notch. This is, this is a, this is a top notch fantasy show right now. And, Anybody tuning in I recommend you watch regularly.
2: That that means a lot Scott. I really really do appreciate that. Uh guys, we're going to be back tomorrow night at the same time 9:30. We're going to have Britt Flynn on from Fantasy Alarm. We're going to be talking wide receivers tomorrow night. We had the running backs today, so you want to make sure you tune in for that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, check us out in your favorite podcast app, give us a follow on social media. Next was that Belly Up MDFF show. We are MDFF show everywhere else. Instagram, Facebook, Threads, whatever new platform they want to put out there, TikTok. Uh, make sure you check us out there too. We'll see you all tomorrow night and everyone take care until then.